Hi there. Christ for Youth International exists to grow youth in fellowship and in honor of our Lord. To be like well-nurtured plants and pillars to our dawn. So we can reach out to our generations with the principles of Christ's leadership. Welcome to the Ahava Dantuman Podcast. We hope you are blessed as you listen to this message. Dead things and situations back to life. Yeah, Jesus changed water into wine. That's the chemistry of a substance or a thing. So prayer is able to change even the chemistry of things. And I believe that, you know, in these last days, we are going to see such a great move of God. And we are going to see the prophecies of God. We are going to see a manifestation of the many prophecies that God has spoken in his word. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. Bible says the glory of the latter house shall be greater than the former. Indeed, we will see them. And one way we position ourselves to what God is going to do in this last days is through prayer. Yeah. What Bible says, we'll prophesy. We'll see visions. We'll see dreams. We are in those days. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes when you see evil prevail for a long time, and don't be discouraged. God is God just wants to blow our minds. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't be discouraged so much when you see darkness around. Yeah. God is just God just wants to do something for darkness to see that yes. He is God. <laughs> In the house. Yeah. Right. Ephesians 6, verse 18. Praying always with all prayer and supplication. Ephesians 6, 18. Did I say 18? Okay. Being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Amen. I believe in praying for long, but I also believe in praying well. Yeah. Both must work. You must pray well and also for long. Amen. And the word of God teaches us how to pray. You cannot fulfill your call as a priest without the word of God. True prayer is based on the word of God. In fact, God doesn't answer any prayer which is contrary to his word. That's what James actually calls praying amiss. You see? He said that you ask. He said you don't have. Is it James 4.6? What does James 4.6 say? Is it 4.3? How is it? No, 4.3 or 4.2. You ask and you don't receive. Have you found it? 4.3. What does it say? Okay, let's go to 4 2. Let's all read 1 2 go. 1 2, let's read together. Oh, it's not there yet. Hey. Is that 4 2? What are you posting? Are you, is it your own version or something? Okay. Okay. Bible says we don't have because we don't ask. Simple. Whatever you don't have is because you don't ask. <laughs> yeah. Some of you think that you don't have because God is not being fair to you. It's just they say that you don't have it because you've not asked yet. <laughs> Hallelujah. Matthew 7, 7. Ask. Jesus is ask. Yes. So let's go to the next verse. James 4, 3 now. What does it say? Let's go. One, two, go. 
All right. So he says that you ask. Uh, okay, continue that word. He said, and this is the reason. He said, some of you don't have because you've not asked yet. And those of you are asking, this is the reason why you don't have the answer. That <laughs> you ask amiss, that you use it on your pleasure. What does it mean to ask amiss? It's to ask contrary to the word of God, to the will of God. Yeah. So you are praying that God should kill someone's wife so that you become the mistress. That's asking amiss because it's not contrary to God can do all things. But it's asking amiss. <laughs> are you in the house? Yeah. Some of you are saying, God, give me one million dollars so that I can support the kingdom of God. But when he gave you hundred CDs, you couldn't give him ten CDs. Are you in the house? So when you're asking, you're actually asking amiss. Yeah. So sometimes when you go and you're asking God the things, just take your time. Easy. Easy. Because it's possible that you're asking amiss. Amen. John 15, 7. What does it say? If you abide in me and my words abide in you. Is that the scripture? What does it say? Is it there? Let's read together one go. Wow. So this is the condition. You have to abide in me. My words abide. When it happens that way, you can ask and it will be done. Uh, to abide is to make a home, to stay, to make a habitation. Are you in the house? He said that when you do that and you ask anything, it shall be done. Continue reading. Have you left the... John, have you left John fifteen seven? <laughs> right. God wants you to bear fruit because that's a sign that you are truly His disciple. Yes. So that's why it says that you should ask. God actually wants to bless you. Eh? So that the world will know that you are his follower. So he says that ask. You ask so that I'll bless you. And <laughs> the world will know. Okay, let's go back to speaking in tongues. So Ephesians 6, 18 that says that praying with all kinds of prayer in the spirit. I believe that speaking in tongues is one way of praying in the spirit. And Bible encourages us to now, when it comes to anything that has been designed to be a blessing, usually there's a certain mystery that is around it. Yeah. Yeah. Some people say, do, you speak, do, do all of us have to speak in tongues? If I have the Holy Spirit baptism, does it necessarily mean I have to speak in tongues? Um, can't I commune with God without speaking in tongues? So there's so much mystery shrouding this great gift of speaking in tongues. That's why some people don't speak in tongues. Let me show you a scripture that people use when they, ask, they try to say that we are all not supposed to speak in tongues. First Corinthians 12, 13. Do all have gifts of healings? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? This is one of the main verses that um, 
people who say we don't all have to speak in tongues use. So they quote the scripture. Do all do what? <laughs> speak, uh, do all have gifts of healings? Then you say, there's a the pastor who is preaching such a message. Do you all have gifts of healings? Everybody will say, no. Some of us don't have. Then what's the next one? Do you what? Do you all speak with tongues? Everybody will say, okay, since we all don't have gifts of healings, that means that we all don't speak with tongues. Are you with me? But when you look at the entire chapter of 1 Corinthians 12, let me show you something which we, people, many charismatics don't pay attention to. 1 Corinthians 12. You know, 1 Corinthians 12 and 1 Corinthians 13 are, are scriptures or passages about the gifts of the Holy Spirit and how these gifts are supposed to be used in the church. Chapter 13 is in the middle, which, is telling, which comes to tell us that, look, this gift operates with and through love. So you can have the highest gift, but without love, this 1 Corinthians 12 and 1 Corinthians 14 we are talking about, you won't see a manifestation in your life. Are you in the house? So in chapter 12, we see the gift of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12, 7 says that the gift of the Spirit is given to profit all. Meaning that every gift of the Holy Spirit a man has, with the primary being the nine that are stated there, in verse 9 to 12, where it talks about the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, and the gifts of healings, the workings of miracles, the word of, um, okay, the gift of prophecy, discerning of spirits, diverse kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues, the gift of faith. So this nine that are stated in 1 Corinthians 12, it says that they are given and any other gift of the spirit, these are primary, but they are other gifts of the, the Holy Spirit. And any other gift of the Holy Spirit operating in your life, the goal is to profit the body of Christ, not to make you popular. So the primary reason why God will give you, Wesley, the gift of the Holy Spirit, is not for your benefit. It's for the entire body of Christ. So when you see anybody operating the gift of prophecy, it's not for him. It's for the body of Christ. The word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, and the gifts of healings, the workings of miracles, is not for you. That is how come you cannot commercialize the gift of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> because it's not yours. It's supposed to profit the whole body. Is that in, is, have you read that? 1 Corinthians 12, 7. Is it on the board? <laughs> so this scripture, which tells us the, the, the gift of the Holy Spirit is supposed to profit the entire body. So have I, is there a good place to start from? Do you understand this? Uh-huh. Now, but when you come to 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 4, Bible says a very interesting thing. That he that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself. <laughs> is, that it? is that on the board? Is it there? Yeah. The word edify, the, I'll come and explain it. But it means, it says that to build... Like it's to build an edifice, to build yourself up. Now, we saw in verse 7 of 1 Corinthians 12 that the gift of the Holy Spirit is supposed to profit the entire body. But in chapter 14, verse 4, it comes to tell us that the, when you speak in tongues, you build yourself up. So, obviously, there's a dimension of speaking in tongues that is supposed to be for your personal edification and for your personal devotional life. Which is different from the speaking of tongues, which comes with interpretation to prophets the body. 
Do you understand? I'm not saying there are two. I'm just telling you that there's a dimension of it. So he says that now he that speaks in a known tongue, you edify yourself. That obviously is a different goal from 1 Corinthians 12 verse 7 where it says that the gift of the spirit is to profit the entire body. So obviously there's a dimension of speaking in tongues which God gives. It's a grace that God gives you. Not that you hear the words and they are different too. But I'm just talking about a certain dimension and the goal of the operation of the gift in your life at that point in time. And I'm saying that a certain dimension is given to you for your personal edification and for your devotional life. And this is where many believers miss it. So people think that once you speak in tongues, there must be interpretation, else your gift is not at work. But 1 Corinthians 14 4 says that there is an importance of speaking in tongues which you must not really mind if you don't have an interpretation to it. Because there's a benefit of that, and it's that it brings you personal edification. I hope you are not lost. I hope you are with me. I'm trying to be as simple as possible. (laughs) I'm in the house. Yeah. So there are many benefits of speaking in tongues. And when you look through the scriptures, is it not amazing? People think that... It's Paul that started talking about speaking in tongues. But let's look at Mark 16. Is it Mark 16 verse 16? Okay, let me come down so that I'm sure that they are projecting what I'm looking for. What does it say? He who believes. Okay, let's go to 15. And he said to them, go into the world. What? And preach the gospel to every creature. Next verse. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. Next verse. And these signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. Hey, If you are a Christian, one of the things that should mark your life is your ability to cast out demons and devils. Hey, people are saying, hey, <laughs> next, they will what? Speak with new tongues. Hey, Jesus spoke about speaking in tongues before Paul. He said that you speak with new tongues. So one of the signs, one of the signs of a born again believer, one of the evidence of somebody who is born again is that you see him speaking in tongues. When you look through the book of Acts, everywhere the people received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, there was... A sign that followed. One, and this sign is that the people spoke in tongues. In fact, in Acts 8, the apostles went somewhere and they said, Have you been baptized already? Have you received the baptism? They said, No. They said, No, then you must receive this baptism because they saw that it was necessary. And in the house. So, this is something, this, this, the speaking of tongues comes with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which is an experience that awaits every believer, everybody who is born again is an experience that awaits you. Once you are born again, there's a second experience of the Holy Spirit in your life. Once you have the Holy, once you are born again, you have the Holy Spirit. Romans 8, verse 9 says that if you don't have the Spirit, you are none of His. There's a, yet a second experience of this same Holy Spirit is living in your life, which, which is called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And when this happens, this experience usually comes with the speaking of new tongues. And I said there are many benefits. Yeah. And I want to show you some of them. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 14. Verse. 
1 and 2. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. He says that he that speaks in, anytime you are speaking in tongues, men will not understand him. So don't worry yourself explaining to people what you are saying. You yourself, you don't understand what you are saying. So how, how then do you think another man who is listening to you will understand what you are saying? Yeah. Isn't that amazing? It's like he that speaks in a known tongue. He speaks directly to God. Yeah. Now anytime you start speaking in tongues, what happens is that it's as though you've come before the throne of God and you're communing with him. Directly, directly with him. <laughs> yeah. I see people who are looking for pastors who are close to God, but speaking in tongues brings you before God. Start speaking. What has happened is that you've come before God and you are talking directly to Him. Hey, what a what a great blessing that we get. We who were once sinners, we who can be confusing, we with our many flaws and mistakes, still have an opportunity to come before God. Anytime you speak in tongues, whether you're in the church or on a plane. On a train, wherever you are, once you start speaking in tongues, guess what? You start talking directly to God. That's why you don't have to go to Achaia Mountains before you can talk directly to God. I'm not, ag- I'm not against it. I'm telling you that. <laughs> are you with me? Yeah. Or are there some Achaia people in the house? <laughs> yeah. Anytime you start speaking in tongues, what happens is that you start talking directly to God. What a blessing. That's how I picture myself. When I start speaking in tongues, I just said, I've come before his throne. That's the best place to be, before his throne. Before God, before the king of kings and the lord of lords. Before the one who really matters. Before, yo, I've come before the one who loved me so much that he gave himself for me. Eish, eish, eish. Something when you, try, when you go to school and oh, you, you buy when you're in SS, when you, when you're in school and they are beating you. Okay, you you, you don't miss that when you were in school. But you went to SS and I mean, things are difficult and you are coming home. At least, you know, you are coming to your parents who love you to a certain degree. Uh, I'm in the house. Yeah. So life can beat you. Things in this world can push you down. Anytime you are speaking in tongues, guess what? You come before the one who died for you, who showed you the greatest form of love. Anytime you start speaking, you are just before him. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. So we speak directly to God. Isn't it amazing that God hears our prayers? Yeah. One way you are certain that God is hearing your prayers when you are speaking in tongues. <laughs> Bible says that though no one understands him, the same verse, verse 2, in the spirit, he speaks forth mysteries. What is a mystery? Mysteries refer to hidden or secret things which are not obvious to the understanding. There are many great things in the spirit which are not obvious to your understanding. But anytime you start speaking in tongues, what happens is that you begin to speak forth those things. Look, you are a product of things that you've said. Life, everything that... Bible actually says that God spoke the world into being. Everything that was created, he spoke, let there be light, and there was light. He said it and it happened. There are many things that are not obvious to your human mind. There are many things that you might not understand. They look so, you, 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 you have no idea they even exist. Anytime you start speaking in tongues, what happens is that you enter the spirit and you begin to speak for things that you yourself, your human mind doesn't have an idea. They exist. Oh, sh- <laughs> 
It's not amazing how Paul had many revelations ended up read, writing two thirds of the New Testament. I'll show you why it's possible he wrote this. Yeah. I believe anytime I speak in tongues of personally, I realize I have a deeper understanding of the word of God. You see, a mystery, once it's revealed, ceases to be a mystery. I in the house. Yeah. So anytime we start speaking in tongues, what happens is that the things that were we were so confused about. There are times I can, I can just be reading a scripture and I have, I have an understanding, a great understanding of what I've read. And I'm so blessed. It's the same verse I read some time ago. But speaking in tongues gives you a deeper understanding and it establishes what you've already known. One day I was reading the scripture and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory. By Christ Jesus. The scriptures just jump to me. Why? Speaking in tongues gives you a deep revelation of the scripture. Hmm. Amen. Are you in the house? I told you that it helps you to speak hidden things. Mysteries also refer to hidden purpose or counsel. The hidden purpose or the counsel. Or the secret will of God. Yeah. So anytime you speak in tongues, what is happening is that what is happening is that you may never know what you are saying. Bible says no one understands you, but you know what is happening. You're actually speaking for God's will for your life to come to pass. Yeah. It just looks like it's simple. Five minutes, kadabalaba, shadabalaba. It's possible you've entered the, the next five years of your life, and you are speaking for things. <laughs> That's how it works. It's such a blessing. That you can be here, you just be speaking for the will of God. Things you can, so you can be in an economy where the thing is so hard. Where your salary and your transport to the workplace is the same. Yeah. Eh? Where things are so difficult and you are wondering, is this the, what is happening? But you have a chance to establish God's will for your life. Kandabra, Shadabra, hey, and you have just gone ahead of you. God's will for your life, God's will for your marriage. Don't say you are 16 years. You are still speaking tongues. Begin, you, you, you just go ahead of you. Maybe you are correcting things 10 years from. You are going ahead of yourself. Maybe your children who were almost. Your, your child who is going to cross the road 15 years from now. That a reckless driver has come. You're speaking in tongues keeps the person. Because you, you, you've gone ahead of yourself. The deep, the mysteries. The will of God. God's will of protection. God's will. Look. That's why you must not joke. Those of you who speak in, in, in tongues, those who don't speak in tongues, so you will pray with you, you start speaking in tongues. But those of you, don't take it for granted. It's not something you do for emergency sake. No. No. It's not amazing that one day Peter was waiting for food to be cooked. No, no, he was waiting. And he just fell in a trance. Oh. And that trance is what saved Cornelius' household. Definitely. Well, somebody was speaking in tongues. Yeah, he just fell in a trance. The will of God, the counsel of God, the will of God, the counsel of God. Bible says that we don't know what to pray for or how we should even pray. Romans 8, 26, 27. He says that the Spirit himself helps our infirmities with groanings which cannot be uttered. You see, the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues and all that, what happens is that you sometimes you don't know. Once you can enter a prayer and we don't know how to start. Life can be going, you'll be so confused, you don't know what to do. This, this, there are about four options that you have to take. And you don't really know which one to take. Oh, just start speaking in tongues. Just start speaking in tongues. 
you begin to speak God's will, God's purpose for your life. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. For your family, for your ministry, God's will for your life. We hope you've been blessed by this message. You know, listening to a message once is never enough. Stay connected for more and follow us on Instagram at ahava underscore dancewoman to get in touch. Remember, you are loved. Stay blessed.